that feel good? Feels good. It feels, feels good. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's feeling really, really groovy. It's a groovy Really feel. groovy? So groovy. Oh my God, the most groovy. <laughs> Groovy man. <laughs> uh, break out into a Simon and Garfunkel song. I'll I'll follow your lead. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I know a Simon and Garfunkel song, but I'm sure I don't know that it's Simon and Garfunkel. Slow down, you're moving too fast. You got to make the morning last just Kicking around the cobblestone, something, something, feeling groovy. You know what I know? Somebody quotes the beginning of that song in like a TV show or something. Really? Yeah, fuck. What is it? I'll think of it That is Simon I won't. That's a lie. That's a lie. Well, I definitely missung the words for sure. I think I combined a few different <laughs> verses into one. But basically, uh-huh, there you uh-huh. have it. Simon and Garfunkel 101. Feeling groovy. Yes. There I, it is. I, I feel groovier by the minute. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I'm such a geek. I owned like their like best of CD when I was 11 years old. Yes. <laughs> you know, the first CD I was rocking in my in my first car, which, you know, was a purple truck. And it, I didn't have a CD player. I had the, you put the, the you know, oh, tape, yeah. the cassette tape in and it's With attached the adapter. to your Walkman. Yes, yep. me too. <laughs> the first one I did was was Queen, The Greatest Hits. Okay, you're way cooler yeah. than me. That's. I don't know. As really like a 16-year-old girl in Texas, I don't know. That's uh, an incredible CD to have. <laughs> Better than. There was the blue one and the red one. There were two of them. Ooh. Yeah. Was it like a double disc? Or Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was two separate CDs. Oh, yeah. There was both Greatest Hits Volume 1 and Volume 2. Because damn, Queen had some hits. Yeah, they did. We have one of their their albums like on, on vinyl, but I don't remember which one. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, definitely had the adapter, the CD, the cassette adapter thing, and uh-huh. the manual and you'd windows. Go, y- you yeah, you'd go over a pothole and the the would Walkman skip. would jump and it would skip. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Life was so hard, you guys. It, it was. was so hard. The kids today, they'll never understand. You just you just tell your smart car to play your Spotify and, yeah. and your TikToks and whatnot. <laughs> Seriously. Kids these days. What's I was the matter. <laughs> kids these days I know we were like a boomer's dream we were listening to like our parents music as kids Uh you know (laughs) totally (laughs) my dad had way better taste in music than I did he was into he was into grunge like right as it was like coming of age you know of course he was I could totally see that (laughs) I had a party in high school and somebody stole all his cds and I was like I mean honestly that's like kind of a compliment (laughs) You had an excellent discography. That's um, true, actually. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Uh, well, I'll I'll start the podcast because I'm realizing I figured this out last night. So I started rewatching The Sopranos, just mm. kind of out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, why not? And I have found that it 
has given me even worse of a potty mouth than I, I normally have. I, I like I can't. What? I walked past my cat earlier and was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You know. Like, <laughs> I was at the grocery store. I had to like actively stop myself from going, "Oh," you know, like. People just being oh ridiculous. God, I love it. All Holy I can do shit. is eat pasta and gabagol. You gabagol. Know? Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for everyone around me, especially my cats. So, <laughs> welcome to the way people in my neighborhood actually spoke while I grew up. <laughs> you guys, what the fuck, you guys? Hey. <laughs> I'm going to start calling B. I'm going to start going, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I've actually never, like, gotten through all the Sopranos. I've I've dabbled in the past. But Ithamar and I were recently thinking, like, should we just do it? Is it? But is it, like, I don't like violence. And I feel like it's super violent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, real violent, right? Yeah. I mean, it's generally not graphic per se Mm. I would also say that like when it came out it was definitely like ahead of its time in a lot of ways but kind of now not so much I don't you know what I mean true true yeah I get that so like I don't know if you I don't think it's any more violent than just gangster films yeah like if you ever watch any like goodfellas or anything totally like that. yeah and yeah. i never like when someone's getting the shit beat out of them but like sure i can definitely tell myself in those situations like i know it's fake i know it's fake but then i'm like but this stuff really does happen <laughs> <laughs> well one of the fun parts about the sopranos is that the, all the guys are also obsessed with with uh like the godfather they're obsessed with gangster movies so they're always like quoting it and oh stuff. like it's fun. really cute it's it's really funny oh that's so. really funny uh okay i might i might i might consider it maybe when i'm back from italy I'm- it's worth it <laughs> oh 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 i don't think this this girl she's she needs to watch going to italy going home i am going to the homeland my people <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be talking like them. they're like no we don't talk like that here that's <laughs> hollywood ma'am ma'am put your hands down <laughs> that's offensive oh she's a new york italian yeah. <laughs> okay yeah we don't like that kind here <laughs> you guys <laughs> Oh, man. Well, if you are uh, into all things gangster, you're in the right place because this is... Banshees and Booze? (laughs) (laughs) A paranormal podcast? Oh, shot of liquid courage. Hey, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God we've got all of our best... uh, jersey italian accents on because (laughs) oh yeah yeah good thing because uh because my friends it it happened i wasn't prepared i was delighted code red i pulled texas that's right the stars at night are big and bright Deep in the heart of Texas. Texas. I I knew something about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is so exciting, Tammy. Wore one of my many Texas shirts for this. I love your Texas shirts. It's perfect for today. I am Uh, 
so thrilled and I'm dying to know what are you having to drink to honor your state? Well, my God, Amy, one of the things it, it was just there were just too many options because in the time I've been gone, microbreweries have popped up everywhere. There's literally they brew hard cider down the street from me, you know, and what? then like within a five mile radius, there's like five breweries. So, oh, my God, this is heaven. I, I was overwhelmed. There were too many things. I thought about doing a ranch water, you know, which is tequila and 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 uh, Topo Chico. Oh, All yeah. these things came to me. But then I went, Tammy, you're overthinking it. You know what you need to do. You need to have a Shiner Bach because that is quintessential Texas beer to me. Yep. I thought, you know, let's let's we don't need to be so boring and stereotypical. Hey, Amy. What do they say about Texas? Everything's bigger in Texas. That's right, my friend. This is a 24-ounce can of Shiner beer. Oh, my God. That's heavy. It's it's like heavy. I will be working my way through. It's not just a tall boy. It's a Texas tall boy. That's a Texas tall boy. You're going to have a huge bicep popping out of your Uh, arm by the end of this episode. Lifting that baby. Work it. it. So that that is is where I'm coming from. 24 ounces from the Spetzel Brewery. Oh, uh, my. Shiner, Texas. God, that's amazing. That's so funny because when you pulled this, I was like, Oh, what are what is the beer the Texas beer Tammy loves to drink? And I thought I was like, is it Shiner Bacher? Is that what it's uh-huh. called? And, <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should go find that. And of course, my lazy ass. Um, we've we this is embarrassing, but the beer I had in my fridge it was um, Santa Monica Brewworks. So. Oh my god. <laughs> That's delightful. Love Santa Monica beer. Um, oh my god, it's really embarrassing. I'm like, uh, mine's from Santa Monica. We're doing Texas. It's so uh, stupid. No judgment. No judgment. Having a beer is a very Texas thing, and not judging the provenance of that beer is very Texan. Oh, so God bless you, you, Texans. Y'all, c- y'all come sit a spell oh. with us and have a have a beer. I'm going to suspell with y'all and have a beer. Cheers, y'all. Cheers to Texas. Mm. Yeehaw. That's right. You're not from Texas. Texas loves you anyway. That's right. You're not from Texas. That's a real song. I like it because that makes me feel good. When I come visit you, I'll know like Uh it's all right. Texas still likes me. I we still we still like you. We still love you. We're very we're very welcoming. Those but, of us who aren't stupid. But. Yes, yes. Well, my husband is a Texan, native Texan. There so you there go. you go. I'm, we're a half Texan household. Uh, I love it. I love it. I so I have. I have some I have some lengthy research. Oop, I, I just scrolled. Okay. I got a lot of research. Well, would you like to go for you know, first I also wanted to say I re I researched our I um researched our research and <laughs> to, and just to make sure I wasn't double downing because you know I'm in a habit of doing that lately. <laughs> <laughs> re- when you have a good idea, you stick with it. <laughs> Apparently I do. That's my method. And I was like, okay. 
we've done a lot of Texas. Yeah, we have. And it's all so good. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, thank God this state is massive because (laughs) we've done some really good shit for Texas Uh already. So I'm excited. I'm so thrilled about my research and I'm dying for this native Texan to give us us hers. You want to share first? I'll go for it. I am. I know. I felt overwhelmed. There was so much pressure, just like with my drink choice. I was like, I have to do something real big and good because, you know, this this is it. This is my home show. And, um, you know, I hemmed and I hawed and I went, oh, yeah, shit. I've done a lot of stuff from Texas. (laughs) But you know what I haven't done, Amy? What? See if you can remember. Okay. Uh, your hometown? No, that was a joke. Remember, the Alamo! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the basement of the Alamo? <laughs> it's the basement of the Alamo. It's full of bicycles. Oh. Oh, oh my God. I didn't get it. I didn't get it, but now I get it. Oh my God. The Alamo. So thrilled. And actually, I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, shit, I've never thought to do the Alamo, which is definitely haunted. And I know that for a fact because I've been to the Alamo and I didn't fucking like it. So oh. <laughs> I've been to the Alamo a couple of times. Um, Ooh. And I'll, 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 well, I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell you now. Yeah. Um, so the first time I went was I was little, you know. I think maybe I've been a couple of times when I was younger. But then once in college, a group of friends and I, we took a like a 26-hour vacation to San Antonio because it's like an hour away from Austin, right? Oh. And we like, like six of us stayed in one hotel room, you know, and we were just adorable 21-year-olds having a good time, right? So, you know, we go, we go down there and they're like, let's go to the Alamo. And I was like, I don't want to go to the Alamo. Like, why don't you want to go to the Alamo? And I was like, it's haunted. It's gross. I don't want to go to the Alamo. It's going to be ghosty. And they were like, you're stupid. And I was like, I'm amenable to peer pressure. Let's go to the Alamo. <laughs> so so we go to the Alamo. And I'm walking around the whole time like. <laughs> and we like walk in. And I'm kind of standing there. And I was like. This, it's just they're like oh it's fine it's full of tourists it's not that scary and I was like I feel like my feet are like tingling like my feet are tingling and like on fire it's like I want to run away right and I'm like it's so scary like my feet feel so fucked up and I look down and it's like right here are a bunch of bones of people that we don't know who died here and I was like oh yeah shit i'm fucking standing on dead people of and i was literally just like i'll meet y'all outside (laughs) (laughs) enjoy it oh my god (laughs) so i wasn't no fool back then no (laughs) ma'am no ma'am all right so i'm gonna jump into this i have way too much research but i will say like so much of it is literally ghosts so wow holy shit okay i'm all in take as much time as you need okay here we go so let's you know quickie quickie uh, history for people who may not know the battle of the alamo um was a 13-day siege between and it was a pivotal moment in the texas revolution so texas used to be mexico and then a bunch of uh rebels from the state of texas were like no we're actually our own country um they were called texians 
Oh, interesting. Those were the Anglo residents of Tex-Mexico. They were the Texians. And then Tejanos were the Mexican, uh, or of their heritage was Mexican. Um, so anyway, they all, a bunch of them got together and they were like, no, Mexico, we don't want Mexico. We're rebelling. So Santa Ana was like, no, I do not think so. You are not rebelling. You are part of Mexico. Um, and uh, so there was a 13-day siege. And uh, let's see, when the uh, troops arrived, the Mexican troops arrived on February 23rd, 1836, about 145 Texans took refuge in the Alamos grounds, determined to fight off the army. For the next 13 days, a battle ensued um, under the joint command of Jim Bowie and William Travis. Um and over the two-week period, the Mexicans fortified their numbers until it was about 4,000 men versus these 145 Texans, which, by the way, there were, like, women and children in there, too. Like, it wasn't all, you know, um, fighters and whatnot. Wow. Um, yeah. So the Texans, like, tried to up their numbers, but it really kind of didn't happen. Um the troops stormed the morning of March 6, uh, 1836, killing every single one of the Texas defenders, including Travis, Bowie, and Davy Crockett. Um, and even though they won, it was very costly. About 1,600 Mexican soldiers died. Um, Whoa. And uh, an aide to Santa Ana once later said, one more such glorious victory and we are finished. Wow. Um, so Santa Ana's cruelty. So it's so f- it's very interesting because I do feel like a lot of people know the Alamo. A lot of people remember the Alamo. I think Texans, you know, we, we take Texas history. We grow up. They really kind of skipped the part where we lost. Like, <laughs> this is news it's to not me. really yeah. like widely. Yeah, it's like not really widely known. No, we fucking lost. So this is all news to me. That's just fascinating. Uh-huh. But so because Santa Ana was so cruel, you know, and like it was, I think it was, was it Travis that was in his bed? I think it was Travis was like wounded and really sick and they and they literally like stormed and shot him in his bed like you know there's like famous paintings of that and so because he was so cruel it inspired many people who had been neutral to join the um, revolution and you know in 1836 Republic of Texas was established as its own country and it stayed that way for about 16 years I think I talked shit on this a long time ago where I was like yeah like fucking three years or whatever right yeah but Um, no, it was like 16 years before Texas annexed it, uh, or, or the United States let them join the union. And that is what kicked off the Mexican American war. Cause Mexico was still like, Nope, that's not a country. That's, oh. that's our rebellious territory. Oh, yeah. okay. Did not know this. You, yeah. I learned the most from you because I didn't pay any attention in school. So, well, why you would have gotten the history of the Alamo um nah they they probably gave us a two minute you know like oh here's a paragraph in your books you Uh know and I was probably like I don't care and I think I mean why would I want to learn about this time somebody lost a bunch of stuff it's funny to me because you know when you're talking about state building you know like founding and whatnot I say all these names and I'm like yeah Travis because it's like Travis County of course you know General Sam Houston you know like it's all it's all names of places I know and you're like oh yeah because they like right founded the republic or whatever so that um, I see okay so anyway that's what happened um 
Of course, the Alamo was a mission. You know, it was built as a, a mission. Oh, wait. Very Texan. Yeah. yeah. That's a good burp right there. Thanks, Shiner. Um, <laughs> and uh, it used to be like, you know, it, it's gotten smaller and smaller. It is just kind of like it's that that iconic building that you've seen. Right. Um, but according to this. Oh, I didn't cite any of my sources. TravelTexas.com, TexasHighways.com, and Wikipedia. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Okay, so before the Battle of the Alamo, uh, the ground that takes up most of the plaza today was actually used as a cemetery between 1724 and 1793. So we're already starting. Um, that They think there's about 1,000 people that were buried during those years. No word if they were ever disinterred. I'm going to go with no. Uh, yeah, um, they made your feet tingle. Mm-hmm. So um, in addition to those pre-Alamo bodies, most of the men fighting on both sides were also buried there. So there you go. Um, even today, construction and utility workers often turn up skulls and other bones when excavating the area. <laughs> okay. I am now on page, the bottom of page one of my six pages of research. The rest of it is ghosts. <laughs> oh, my fucking kidding god yeah so i might like skip so that's okay if we need to do a two-part texas we'll do a two-part ah. texas oh Amy, <laughs> do not do not tempt me okay so the first reported sighting of ghostly activity happened only weeks after the battle of the alamo whoa so yeah santa Ana left san antonio and he took about 1500 troops to san jacinto which is near houston and he left about a thousand men in san antonio and um let's see oh 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 so then he was captured at san jacinto by by sam houston and and more freedom fighters as they're called in this it's really funny you can tell like who who wrote it (laughs) right when they're like the dictator Santa Anna was captured by freedom fighters. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. sure, I agree. But also, like, you know, Wikipedia yeah. didn't write this part. Right, um, right. So, <laughs> so in retaliation, Santa Anna sent messengers um, to destroy the Alamo. He was like, capture me. Fuck you. I'm going to destroy the Alamo that you guys are so proud of. So sends word. So the Mexican troops are like, okay. So they lit a bunch of torches to go uh uh, you know, burn it down. And six fully formed spirits suddenly appeared in front of the doors of the mission, uh, waving sabers and yelling, do not touch the Alamo. Do not touch these walls. Whoa. Uh, yeah. The Mexican soldiers fled in fear and would not return. Oh my God. Um, some say these entities were the Alamo defenders, but others say they might've been the monks who originally lived in the mission, maybe protecting the mission itself. Cool. So, so then, um, so Colonel Sanchez, who was tasked with leading the destruction of the mission, reported back to another general, and he's like, uh, he tells it's the tale of six diablos, is how he like tells it. He's like, there's these 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 devils that came out the front doors, and the general was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Get back there and burn <laughs> it down." And Every single one of the men was like, nope, will not go back there. So the general is like, fine, I'll get some new dudes. So then he goes down there. He's like, I'm going down there. I'm going to burn this fucking Alamo myself. Walks up to it. And a giant male apparition spirit rose from the building's roof. 
Standing high above the Mexican shoulder soldiers, the entity held two flaming balls of fire in its outstretched hands. All the soldiers fell to their knees and ran away. <laughs> and then no one ever came back to burn the Alamo down. <laughs> so that thing is so famous. There's actually a monument that was built in 1939 of that apparition. Oh. That, that like protected the Alamo. What the fuck? That's crazy. Oh yeah, this my is so, like God. a week later. Like I people lo- are not even decaying. My yet. like, sir, I I cannot burn that down. There were some ghosts. There's nice. a, just like a bunch of ghosts. I I kind of love like now in my head, those six those six ghosts were like went Power Rangers and combined into that one big giant with the, with the fireballs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's morphin time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. That's so insane. by the late 19th century, like people were already like, hey, there's fucking ghosts over there. And the city of San Antonio was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're just going to have the police headquarters and and put people in jail there. Like it's just sitting there. We might as well use it. Um Almost immediately, prisoners housed inside the barracks started to complain of paranormal activities. Between the years of 1894 and 1897, several articles appeared in the San Antonio Express News uh, describing ghostly sentries that would pace along the police station's roof. Shadows and moaning sounds heard by the staff and prisoners and other ghostly phenomena. Guards and watchmen began to refuse to patrol the building after hours. This, of course, caused an uproar among politicians because they were just like, you know what? I'm sure those prisoners are fine there. (laughs) Nobody needs to be there after dark. Um, But literally, no one would do it. So they were like, fine, I guess we'll have to move the prisoners. And they did. Wow. This place is so fucking haunted. And I know we're only on like number two. (laughs) Right? Jeez. So what's super interesting, too, is like the grounds of the Alamo used to be huge. It was like there was the building and then there's this huge amount of grounds around it with like walls and everything. And now all those those walls are gone. Ooh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. But but anyway, it's a huge area. So um, there's things that happen all over the place, including there's a uh, nearby hotels will have um, apparitions coming through the walls Um and spirits walking back and forth on top of the buildings. People have reported hearing the sounds of screams, explosions, and the faint trumpet notes of El Degüello, which is the Spanish call of no, qu- no quarter that um, Santa Ana ordered played during the final assault. So, Whoa. Yeah. So, um, let's see, let's see. Uh, several uh, federal marshals who were tasked to patrol the grounds at night for safety have quit their jobs after encountering... Uh, ghosts walking about the lawn. <laughs> oh my god! Um, okay, so here's one. Okay, always spotted in the gardens next to the mission appears the fully formed spirit of a cowboy, complete with a black duster and a cowboy hat. He appears dripping wet and is described looking like he has ridden through a severe thunderstorm. Uh, many Texas historians theorize that the spirit may have been one of the 22 dispatch writers that William Travis sent out seeking assistance. So like when they started the attack, he sent out writers to go get, you know, people to come back them up. Um, and most didn't make it. Um, 
So, and then there's, oh, uh, another entity is uh, an Alamo defender who's seen to stick his head and shoulders out of a large rectangular window over the double doors at the church's front. Uh, after leaning out and scoping the area, he then leans back in and disappears. Whoa. <laughs> that would scare the shit that out of me. That would scare me so bad. It's scaring me now. <laughs> okay. One of the most often cited ghosts is a small blonde hair boy, which remember there were kids inside. Right. Um, that is most often seen in the left upstairs window, which houses the gift shop today. Ooh. Appearing almost always during the first few weeks of February, the forlorn-looking boy has also been seen wandering the complex's grounds. And some believe the boy was evacuated during the siege, but returns annually to search for his long-lost father, who died in the battle. Aww. Which the battle was February 23rd through March 6th, so if he's coming at the beginning of February, maybe, you know, he's oh, trying to, like, Oh, yeah. interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. to stop his dad from going, maybe, or, oh. Yeah, yeah. Don't shop in the gift store during those months or during those I weeks mean, guys no don't do not get valentine's day gifts <laughs> at that gift shop <laughs> um let's see there's oh uh some people have reported seeing a tall stately mexican officer slowly wandering the grounds and building um and he always he's always reported as looking really really sad and that his arms are clasped behind his back. Like he's almost like pacing. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people say he, he you can see him shaking his head. Like he's Ooh. he's very like. So people think that might be General Manuel Fernandez de Castrillon, who was one of uh, the regimental commanders. And he was one of the few officers that opposed the final assault. He was like, this is going to be a bloodbath. Um, we shouldn't do this. This is wrong. Um, and they were like, nah. Um <laughs> Nah, y'all. Yeah. And it says, when the firing had finally ceased, six of the Alamo defenders surrendered and were brought to the general who offered them his protection and petitioned Santa Ana for clemency. But Santa Ana was like, no. And he had them killed. Uh, But after having given his word, Castrion refused to carry out the order. But Santa Ana's men just hacked them to death with sabers. He was like, they were like, no. Uh. Um, So... Dang. You know, perhaps he's sad about that. Yeah, probably um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. In March of every year, a few days after the final demise, numerous people report being awakened in the early morning hours by the sound of a horse galloping on the pavement. Uh, many believe that the unseen rider is that of James Allen, who was the last courier to leave the Alamo on the evening before its final batter- battle. Uh, and it, they think that maybe he's attempting to return uh, with his report to, to Colonel Travis. Wow. Uh, There's so many ghosts. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? I'm trying to like only read the fun ones now. Um, (laughs) They're all fun. Oh, oh, here's one. There's a tall, thin man and a small child often seen on the roof of the Alamo at sunrise. In the final hours of the siege, Colonel Juan Andrade and several other Mexican officers stated that they were horrified when they saw a man with a small child in his arms leap to the ground at the rear of the church. <gasps> so, like, he was trying to escape, and they, like, I think maybe they didn't even know that there were, like, kids inside, you know? Right, right. Um, and so that was a thing that they even reported seeing, and now people see that at sunrise. Oh, that gave me goosies. Right? That one, that got me. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. Here's another great one. Another ghost, get ready, okay. who is reportedly seen is that 
of John Wayne. I'm sorry. Was not ready for that. (laughs) I knew you weren't. Okay, but get ready for this because he directed and acted in the 1960 movie, The Alamo. Um, and he became obsessed with its history and and wanted to make it as historically accurate as possible. So he personally toured the Alamo on several occasions, consulted the actual blueprints. Um, he spent one point five million dollars recreating a replica of the old mission for the for the movie. Um, and the entire village was reconstructed. And it's it's now a tourist attraction. Um And other films have been made there. But shortly after he died, staff and visitors began to report the Duke uh, waiting the grounds of the original Alamo. Some say he's often seen talking with the spirits of the original Alamo defenders, which I'm like, that's adorable. Oh, my God. He's like still trying to get the most accurate depiction. Still still talking to the OGs there. Like, so... (laughs) When mm-hmm. I remake this in heaven. Wow, that is, that's not, would not expect that to be where his ghost is. Right? <laughs> okay, so this was, I was cheating and telling you about this earlier. Um, so the fortress once housed numerous outbuildings and was surrounded by thick walls. But over the years, the walls were dismantled. And, you know, they started building, because, you know, it's a big city. You know, San Antonio is a pretty big city. Um, buildings began to spring up surrounding what was once the Alamo compound. Many of these walls are now buried beneath the streets of San Antonio. I put that in bold because I was like, that's a red flag for you and me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So sometimes people will see spirits in these random places, like in the middle of things. And then if you look, that's where the walls were. Like they're like patrolling the walls. Oh my yeah. freaking gosh. Yep. No. Wh- oh my God. That's so creepy. They're just buried under the streets. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, many of those who dev- who died defending the Alamo were burned near the spot where the River Center Marriott stands today. <laughs> oh no. It's a haunted uh, ass Marriott. Uh-huh. There's a haunted ass Marriott. Um, one corner of, there's a, a bookstore near there. Uh, one corner of the store stays very cold and books frequently fly off the shelves of their own accord. Um, the Mexican soldiers' bodies were taken to a spot that is today a children's park. Wow, perfect. That's great. Numerous reports have been made of specters I- in this park. Um, oh. j- love it. Oh, God. Nothing is safe. Uh, <laughs> There's, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, okay, so there's a, oh, 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 I liked this one too because it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of outside of things. There are numerous reports of a spectral woman who's been seen walking across the Alamo Plaza. Legend has it, this apparition was actually one of two women who they were just walking across the mission grounds and lightning struck one of them. <laughs> No. And fucking killed her. What yeah, the hell? She's just, and she's at a freaking mission of all places. Oh, like, no. come on, God, make up your mind. Like, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, so one of the women splat dead and the <laughs> other one was alive. So people think probably it was the dead one. Uh, yeah. Who is now seen uh, walking around. Uh, lots of people, because, um, you know, it's a busy tourist place now. Freak, there's just so many stories of people being like, oh, look, a reenactor. Oh, it disappeared. That just happens 
all the time. I'll bet. Yes. Mm-hmm. I forget about those like reenactors, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. What if you're a reenactor and you think you just did a whole reenaction like in the park with the, and it turned out it was a ghost and you were it's like, like that. It's like that place where you open the elevator doors and there's like a whole civil war scene. Yes, in the basement. Yes, totally. (laughs) Okay, so last one, last one. Oh, my God. Um, Outside, just outside of town, uh, the road that leads to Nacogdoches, um, there have been dozens of reports of a lone man dressed in 19th century clothing, often spotted walking along the highway carrying a long rifle. Uh, when anybody stops to ask him anything, the man always says, I'm trying to get back to the Alamo where I belong. And then he disappears. <laughs> so many speculate that this lonely specter is that of Lewis M. Rose, which he's known as the Alamo's, quote, only coward. He was the mm. only man who refused to join the defenders and chose to escape instead. Uh, regretting his flight, he apparently is riddled with guilt and tries over and over to regain his honor by returning to the battle. Wow. And that's just all I have the strength to tell you. I mean. About the literally nonstop hot. How? I didn't know any of these things. And I was like, in 2002, I was like, do not take me to this motherfucking place you knew i was right oh wait i guess it was like 2006 that's when it was you knew fuck that that is i have like so many goosebumps on my arms right now my hair is standing up because it's just so like i've never been but now i don't think i need to no you don't need to go no Uh, like all i remember about it other than it being fucking haunted and i'm standing on dead people it is just like a series of jail jail cells, you know, right. and like that's how I imagined to, it. Yeah, it's real small, and they used to have it set up where there's like scenes of things inside. And you're like, cool, like right? No, it's you oh know, my it's fine. God, it's so fucking haunted. Now I'm definitely never fucking going back. No, thank you. that is insane. Wow, wowie, wow, 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 wow. So much now to wrap my mind around. I know. Approximately 23 ounces. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Of Shiner beer. God, I wish I had 23 ounces of that. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Wow, Tams. That was amazing. That's, I'm still, it's going to be such a struggle because I'm still wrapping my head around all of those stories. And now I have to it's like. too many. I'm like, I need to sit and process this because uh-huh. that's really a lot of hauntings in one spot. <laughs> you know what the process is. You now know you don't ever have to go to the Alamo. Just don't even go to San Antonio. It's fine. That's very true. I just don't have to go because that's so the Alamo is in San Antonio. Yeah, it's right. Like okay, the heart of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, I while I was doing this research, too, I couldn't help but think of like several episodes of King of the Hill. <laughs> oh, I've never watched King of the Hill, actually. Oh, that's a mistake. Does that's it, a huge mistake. Do they live in Texas? Yeah. Oh, I didn't okay. realize that. Yeah, King of the Hill is set in Arlen, Texas, which everyone is pretty sure is actually Garland. Oh, okay. Um, which is down the street from where I live. Oh. Um, Mike Judd used to live up there, and he said he was inspired by, uh, he was literally standing outside one day and heard there was these four guys standing in the alley drinking beers, kind of just like, talking about how they were going to fix something mm-hmm. and he just like the whole thing whoa the whole show. oh my yeah. god that's crazy oh how funny yep. do they have episodes at the alamo 
There, yeah, there's one where, oh, nice. There's <laughs> one where uh, Hank's dad <laughs> steals Santa Ana's wooden leg because <laughs> they're going to they're gonna return it to this, to Mexico. And he's like, what? Santa Ana's leg. Like, and he like, steals it <laughs> for Texas. That gives you an idea of. Uh, I love it. Santa Ana's <laughs> leg. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, I, uh, I have only been to texas like once and that was in austin so which is like not place to be it was a great place to be so i was like why don't i do something uh, maybe a place i've actually been is haunted and it turns out yes (laughs) um but i thought i had done it but i think i just talked about it when like i had gone to austin like i don't know maybe this Uh was like early early days so i did the driscoll hotel in austin texas because i've actually been to there have you been there I've been to there. All right. We have been to there, you guys. We have been to there. And once again, someone was staying there and we went and met them in their room. And I walked in and was like, nope, I don't like it here at all. And then I found out later that it was haunted as fuck. And I was like, see, it's so haunted. I could tell just when we walked in, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is haunted. Like it's. It just looks like it wants to be haunted, honestly. Yes. It's like spooky old portraits of people and oh, yeah. and just like has that old tiny it's mm-hmm. it just feels thick with ghosts and I'm like I think this place like wants wants ghosts. This is crazy. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So my story It's very fancy, too. It's but. super duper fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my god, very high high scale. High scale, uh-huh. upscale. Uh, yeah, when the people that were staying there could not afford to be there. They were showing off for somebody. I don't know who. Totally, but. right? They're probably <laughs> there for a wedding. And we're yeah, like, we got to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we went to the lobby bar, like to the bar for a drink. We did a drink mm. there. And we were mm. like, okay, this is nice. But I would not want to stay here because it. No. Really haunted. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I don't know. I don't think I know anything specific about it. I just, I was like. That place was fucked up. And this one was like, oh, yeah, the Driscoll's super haunted. And I was like, yeah. told you. Yeah. Done told you. Haunting <laughs> confirmed. Oh, I'm so excited to hear. All right. Well, I did my research from Ghost City Tours, AustinGhosts.com, and Texas Highways, just like you. It's a great publication. I was really enjoying it. Um, so quick, quick little history history. Um, the guy who opened it, his name, he was Colonel Jesse Driscoll. He was, is it Driscoll? I say no, it's Driscoll. Driscoll. Okay. Um, it's Texas. It's Driscoll. Oh, good. Driscoll. <laughs> I was, uh, I was born in, oh my God. I'm like, I was born in 1824. Oh my God. Am I Colonel You're Driscoll? You're channeling him. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so She's bancheeing. <laughs> I'm possessed by his spirit. I was born in 1824 in Texas. Oh my God. We should do a whole episode where we just portray the ghost we're talking about. <laughs> Copyright. Oh, we're, so we're doing it. That could be our special Halloween episode. Oh, let's do it. Oh, my God. Oh it my is God. so called. Oh, my God. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so Thanks, excited. <laughs> we did a whole podcast in first person. Ah, Amy, we're going to get to use our theater degrees. <laughs> Finally going to pay off. Mom, no. Mom, you're going to be so proud. <laughs> so this dude was born in tennessee and then he moved to texas with his family uh he was a really successful businessman he went into merchandising and then in 18 
57, he went full steam into the cattle business. And that's mm. when he got like hella rich. Like, that's the way to do it. Big Texas money. Beefy. <laughs> that's some beefy money. <laughs> During the first three years of the Civil War, he, uh, he sold his cattle personally to uh, the Confederate Army and the Texas Rangers. Um, and I didn't know this was a thing, but said that it meant that Driscoll was paid in Confederate dollars. Yeah. They had, so he was like, which would have worked out if the South had won. Exactly. But But then bad news, buddy. He went completely broke because they lost spoiler Mm. alert. So he's like, well, shit, that was good for a minute. And now I got no money. (laughs) So he moves to Austin. He builds cattle ranches outside of the state. He in uh, like, I think, Kansas and some one other state. He gets hella rich all over again. So rich. He buys a whole city block and he builds a hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Mm-hmm. And it's right in downtown Austin too. Like it's yeah. it's hip. It's hip down there. It is really hip. Yeah, like it's like you could walk to it from any place in that area and and go to Sixth Street. Yes, could you party on. Yes, yep. and this I think he part of like what he owned was like Sixth Street. I, it comes up later on Sixth Sixth and Brazos Streets. Oh yeah, yeah. So like that's where the location of is of. That's the location of the hotel today. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, super hip, super cool area. Um, So he's like, I'm so rich. I've got this whole city block. I'm going to build this insane hotel. And he did. Uh, but then I forgot why I skipped it. It was too long. Uh, the, the he lost all his money again. I th- man, he's really good at making money and then losing. Yeah, it. right. Like really bad. So really good. Um, within months of like uh, selling the hotel, or no, I'm sorry, months later he was forced to sell the hotel to this other mm-hmm. rich dude so that he could get some money. But then he dies a few years after, and and that's that. So um. He wasn't able to like live to see like how successful this hotel was going to become. It became the place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit. Like, and it still is. So, um, uh, but from the very, 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 very beginning, there were hauntings. <laughs> because guess what? It was built on snow. Sacred land belonging to Native Americans. Oh, fucking course. I know. So before he built this hotel, this part of the state belonged to Native American tribes. Uh, I have the specific Apache, sorry about my pronunciation, Tonkawa and Comanche. Um, So this was sacred land to them. Uh, according to, to legend, uh, this was one of the most culturally, culturally essential springs. Um, it sat right there. Springs. Oh, see, I did not know this. We have an aquifer in, uh, and we've got, yeah, it's all naturally filtered water. There's a beautiful, there's an aquifer underneath. Oh my God. And you can go swimming in Barton Springs and it's always cool there. Oh my gosh. Well, this was a very essential part of of Mm -hmm. the Native American cultures. It was sacred to them. 
And then now college kids get drunk and barf in it. Yeah. <laughs> and probably pee pee. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, but Driscoll was like, nah, I'm going to build my hotel right here. <laughs> Um, so the, the tribes had treated the well as one of the most sacred places within their respective cultures. Each believed that water has the ability to contain both willing and unwilling spirits. So it's believed that the hotel was destined to be haunted from the beginning because it was basically stolen uh, from Native Americans. Uh, It was sacred to them and he didn't give a fuck. So, um, uh, it says 6th Street and Brazos Street functioned as the apex of the various streams that ran through this part of central Texas, perhaps perhaps explaining the hotel's hauntings. Um, Because as we know, of course, ghosts and water, you know. Yeah. They get stuck. Uh, So the hotel's already haunted because it was built on top of this. Um, Okay, so here are very specific hauntings. Hey! Okay, first is this little girl, and there's a portrait of her in the hotel, and it's so, so creepy, and I will definitely post a photo of it. Oh, my God. Why would you ever paint a portrait of a little girl? It's going to be creepy. I know. It's creepy anyway, Uh, especially a little girl who died there. Fuck. (laughs) So, okay. Guests of the hotel, uh, the the most reported uh, ghost that, that they see is this young female poltergeist and that she's always running up and down the grand staircase of the mezzanine which mm. Ithamar and I totally climbed because I wanted to go find her spooky portrait and, <laughs> and it's like up on the fifth floor or something oh, wow. um so people are pretty sure they know who this is um there was a little girl that died back in ni- uh, 1887 during a political event that was being hosted at the hotel she was the daughter of a senator And he gave her a ball to play with to distract her while he handled business. And she skipped up and down the staircase and the ball bounced and fell down the stairs out of her hands. And when she tried to reach for it and grab it, she tumbled down the stairs. She broke her neck and she died. Oh, my God. I know. So her spirit is seen throughout the hotel and she's most often spotted near a fifth floor portrait of... Mm. This young girl holding flowers um, who goes by the name of Samantha and people claim, I I don't know that it's confirmed, but they're like, that's her. Like, this is exactly Uh what she looked like. And it's, it's totally her. Um, So this, this uh, ghost, this little girl ghost is known to play with children in their rooms or halls. And when parents ask their child, who were you just talking to? The response is almost always the same. Samantha. <gasps> so, Samantha. No. I know, I know. Um, the next ghost is, of course, the, the Driscoll himself. Colonel mm. Jesse Driscoll. Um, he, you know, obviously owned the hotel. And in the short time that he didn't go broke and had the, uh. the success of the hotel for all of like a day or two. Yeah. Uh, he would stand in the lobby and smoke cigars and greet and make small talk with all of the hotel's guests. And now, even though the hotel is non-smoking, people still smell cigars all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, on one occasion, a security guard was working overtime 
was working overtime (laughs) when he caught the strong scent of a cigar. Leaning leaning over the balcony to see if he could catch the culprit, he he heard a male ghost behind him say, got a match? (gasps) Wait, did I say male ghost? I'm going to say male voice. Male voice. Oh, spoiler. It was a ghost. Spoiler. It was a ghost. ghost. I, you know, I... I was guessing it might have been. <laughs> oh, no. To be honest, it didn't ruin it. For oh, me. thank God. I was so, so redo it, redo it. Uh, yeah, so he hears this voice go, got a match. And then he turns around and there's nobody there. Mm. Um, and that the security guard was like, well, here's my res- resignation. And he fucking Good quit. Oh my god. Um let's see. Da, 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 da. The oh I already went over the cigar smoke. Um okay, so here's uh, another ghost. I think it's the last ghost. Yeah. Um Oh no, there's two there's another one and it's so good. Oh, no. oh my god, okay, okay. I'm saving the best for last, but this is second to okay. last. So the ghost of Peter Lawless. Um so this next poltergeist is a full bodied specter, which is like okay. the scary kind um in the early 20th century a man named peter lawless worked as a ticket agent for the great northern railroad when his wife Mm -hmm. passed away he moved into the driscoll i'm like he must have been left a lot of money from his wife's trust or something that that worked out for him (laughs) like he's like oh no my wife's dead and i've got all of her money (laughs) fucking eloise right (laughs) Just gonna move into the fanciest hotel that that is exists and yeah. uh, live my life here. Thanks, wifey. Um, so <laughs> he moved into the fifth floor, uh, which is also where that uh-huh. spooky portrait hangs. Yeah, the ho- the room I was in was at the fifth floor too. Oh, Tammy! I, li- I literally like went in. This was okay. I'll, it was just it was Austin's dad. It was actually the first time I'd ever met his dad. Oh, yeah. It was way back in the day. It was the first time I'd ever met his dad, and I remember because then I think it was me they were trying to impress because his dad was like not wealthy, but like I met his was dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah, come on up to our hotel room, and I walked in, which is like the fuck am I at and like I would literally stood in the room there I remember there was a chair in the corner and they were like sit down I was like I'm good thank you I'm so good actually and um I remember just feeling like super uncomfortable like beyond like meeting my (laughs) future father-in-law for the first time and uh and then and then after I left I like somebody was like yeah and then the fifth floor is like super haunted and I was like yeah yeah I fucking no it's i was there i felt so, it so it's the most haunted floor it's yeah. so fucking haunted oh yeah. my god oh my god uh what if you were in his room because uh peter lawless lived there and he lived there for 31 years Shut yeah up. he totally was eloise um (laughs) so now visitors report uh this full-bodied apparition that's believed to be him uh they witness uh him exiting the elevator while glancing at the time uh with a single nod to the staff at the front desk his full-body apparition dissipates from sight Uh, oh my god employees even claim to see his spirit while they do housekeeping they report tingling sensations before looking up to find an older gentleman watching them. They say that he has black hair, wears dark pants, a white shirt, and a pocket watch. Um, and then as soon as somebody like sees his full body apparition, he always just vanishes. 
Um, okay, last one, and this is totally fifth floor as well. OMG. Oh Fuck me. Um, oh my gosh. There were so many reports about this story that I edited it down, and I think I might have taken the room number out. I think it was room 545, though. Um, but anyway, okay. So this is more recent. This is 1990s. So, okay, so it's 1990. I think it's 1990 on the nose. And this woman, she's super distraught. She checks into the Driscoll. Apparently, she was like a, a Houston socialite. Um, she had just learned that her fiancé called off their wedding. Ugh. So she checks into the Driscoll. She's so upset. She goes to the bar and orders a diet soda. Uh, I know, I know. I was Poor like, lady. what diet soda? That's it? Yeah. Uh, you deserve like the Veuve Clicquot, girl. Yeah, hell yeah. I know. So then she leaves the hotel. This is all reported by the staff. She leaves and she comes back with like a crap ton of shopping bags. I was retired. Hell yeah. Julia Roberts, like big mistake. Big Huge. mistake. <laughs> And she apparently, I think this is according to all of the research, spent $40,000 on her ex-fiance's credit card. <laughs> okay. I'm really worried where this is going, I, but I just want to say that at this moment, good for you, girl. Right. Yeah. It doesn't end well, but good for <laughs> her. I was thinking this is a, this is, I think this is a 90s song. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, hit 'em up style, like, hey ladies, ladies when, if your man you want to get, get buck buck wild, <laughs> just go back and hit 'em up style. <laughs> get your hands on that cash and yes, spend all, to, spend all the this. something for all the hard times. Yeah, yeah, when you go anything that is totally the song that came into my mind when I was uh-huh. like, hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. So she went and hit him up style. Um, I mean, he called off the wedding but didn't take back his credit card. That's just stupid. Yeah, that's a big mistake. Huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. That's so dumb. <laughs> I, yeah, he didn't even cancel the credit card. Come on, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's because I bet she did everything for him. And he was like, oh, a problem. Probably. <laughs> you're Should've, right. I didn't know I had to do that. Oh now. my God. You're so yeah. right. Well, she, she got, she, she spent all his fucking money, which is awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and she lived happily ever after the end. Uh, okay. We'll see. I'm ready. We'll I've see. still got about 16 fluid ounces. So. <laughs> um, well, she goes up to her room and she's like, can't even carry all the bags up. So she's like, come deliver the rest of these to me. And uh-huh. so uh, they do. Um, and then while one of the employees is delivering like the rest of her bags, they notice that she just seems really, really distraught. And yeah. and like something's off. So they get the this employee goes back downstairs and she rings the room, room 545. And she's and the woman picks up the socialite picks up and and the employee's like just please let me know if there's anything you need, Aww. I know. And she was like just very like um, just you know just like something's yeah. off, something's off. So then uh, a few minutes pass and the the employee's still like yeah I just can't shake it. Yeah. They they go up to the room and the do not disturb sign is out. 
So she goes back downstairs and calls the, the room 545 again. And this time there's no answer. And she does not feel good about it. She goes back to the room and knocks on the door again. And there's no response. So she gets the manager. She's like, I know something's wrong. You've got, you, we got to get in. He can't get in with the master key because she bolted it from the inside. She put on oh, that security yeah. bolt. So they had to take the door off the hinges and inside they found her dead body she had taken her life um and she muffled the the sound she used a gun and she muffled it with a a pillow um uh and she was uh yes she she was she was dead you Uh, know i will say though look at all those people that cared about her a lot mm -hmm. you know people who didn't even know her like cared enough to really really try to help her i know that's nice i you know, know it's really sad that she felt that way but yeah hey i you know what i hope i really really hope right before she ended her life she ripped all the tags off of every single thing she had bought yes. so i could return it fuck yeah. that's my decision is that that is what happened because you know what if she was a Texas lady, she would have known how to be properly vindictive. This, and so I believe that. That's I love that. <laughs> I love that. And also, I hope that the Driscolls, since they were obviously on her side, uh-huh. did not refund the room to her fiance's credit card. No! They were like, no, you still need to pay for her stay. Thank you. Yeah. Also, extra fee for, for clean you know, the cleaning fee, the cleaning clean, deposit. Clean up, yeah. <laughs> Pain and suffering of our staff. <laughs> So the crazy thing, I didn't even include this in my research because I was like, this is so much stuff. But I think it was exactly 10 years later to the day a woman took her life in the exact same manner in the exact same room. Stop it. Yep. They called it in a lot of the rec- uh, the articles I skimmed, they called it like the 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 twin suicides and stuff like that. Oh but my God. Isn't that crazy? Like, I don't know if that yeah. woman heard of the story and purposely mm-hmm. was planning it this way or it was just like a cursed kind of energy. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's a room not to stay in. In fact, yeah, no thanks. I would avoid the fifth floor entirely, which your gut instinct already told you, Tammy. Thank you. So that is the Haunted Driscoll (gasps) Hotel. I'm so excited to know real things about it beyond just it's haunted. Right, beyond just like, oh wow, this place is fucking haunted. Same. Uh I felt the same way. I was like, I knew it was haunted. I could tell it was haunted, but I didn't know the stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that that night we went there, too. We went to, like, a steakhouse across the street, too. Um, And I remember that place feeling really old and and haunted, too. Like, that whole whole area. And it's funny because 6th Street is, like, famously... Drunk City, USA. Right. Know. Yeah. Um, they literally close it off to car traffic Thursday through Sunday. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> so people can just go get hoisty. Um, wow. So, you know, you don't really feel the haunted stuff over there. Sure. It's very loud and sticky. Right. But, um, <laughs> right. Right. This is why we drink. So we don't feel the haunted stuff while we and do this, this podcast. Yes. It's called coping. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's healthy. Okay. <laughs> damn your state tammy is so haunted i am telling you and there's like so many other things like i yeah i'm 
I was so excited. I hope I hope I did us justice. You sure um. did. You sure John Wayne would be so proud. Oh, thanks. He's not from here. Um. <laughs> but it's perfect timing because uh, well, let's see when this comes out. Football season will have started. Yeah, it was a little depressing because, you know, I had a whole, I, I, got a, I was all sad last week and I was like, I need to plan something I can look forward to, you know, and then I went, oh my God, football season, football season is starting, they're going to do football again, I should go see football, and I was like, I'm a Texas X Lifetime member, it's our alumni association, and so I get you know, pre-sale tickets. I was like, I'm going to go buy a ticket. I'm going to go to the opening game. It's going to be so amazing. And I was like halfway through buying the ticket. And then I was like, I can't go to a fucking football game. There's a fucking pandemic. And our state is fucking stupid. And I, you know, I, I, so I went and I was Googling what's the mandate, you know, what's going on? 100% capacity, masks encouraged for unvaccinated. So oh, yeah, it's just no. petri dish, and everyone's gonna fucking die. Oh. And and frankly, you know, if I hadn't already felt that way, as I was just thinking of it independently, then our our official Instagram posted a picture. It was like, you know, ten days to go or whatever. And our mascot Bevo has a a bit a mask on, you know, oh. like the 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 you know, and the comments mm. were like. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's two Austins. There's two Austins. There's the hippie liberal city of Austin. And then there's the football stadium. Mm. You know, and it's two different places. And I was just like, yep. Literally, if I show up in a mask, I'm going to get spit on. So I like, I just can't. You know, Aww. and I'm I got so sad again because I was like, eh, I'm just never going to get to do anything fun. I'm um, so that sucks. Uh, I'm so sorry. wife. you're doing the right thing, but it just sucks <laughs> that you have to miss out because you're yeah. doing the right stuff and other people won't, you know? Well, you know, on the plus side, none of those people will be around for next football this season. This is true. So. This is true. You're going to get your own your own <laughs> Your own freaking uh, stadium. Told y'all, told y'all. <laughs> Me and Matthew McConaughey will be sitting there going, we told y'all, get your booster. Yes. Everybody tried. I'm already thinking like, you know, because again, I'm in Texas again. And so we play around here a lot. So I was even looking. I was like, okay, what's TCU's mask policy? <laughs> like maybe Aww. maybe I can go to the t- TCU game or, you know, maybe I'll go somewhere else if they've actually got a bet. But. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so jump s- off a bridge. sorry. I know. I know last year okay. you missed it completely because it was really pandemic times. And now, yeah. oh, man. Okay, 2022, okay. y'all. 2022. It's going to be a Fuckin- new. <laughs> Don't say that. If we're even here. If anything is even existing at that time. (laughs) I mean, we'll still be doing this podcast. Yeah. At least we'll still be doing that. Fucking beyond the grave Uh, when we're doing this podcast. Remember in 2020, we were like, you guys, 2021. 2021 is going to be. It's going to be our year. It's going to be so much better. And we're like. Fucking God God forbid. God forbid. (laughs) God forbid. God forbid. 2022. Jesus Christ. 2022. God God forbid. forbid. God forgive you. (laughs) At least the Sopranos exists, you know. <laughs> well, hey. if you uh, if you guys have uh, something to say about Texas, about Texas, you take oh. it up with Tammy. Oh, 
want to uh, touch base with us, you can email us, drop us a line about uh, your life and any ghosts you've seen at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com or go to bansheesandboost.com and click a little button that says, seen a ghost. That's right. If you're feeling particularly social, you can pop on over to Instagram where we have a very lovely account with corresponding photos. That is at Banshees and Booze. And uh, if you are like the ending of The Sopranos, that's a very funny joke. <laughs> I did see okay. the ending. Everyone it's very that. good. Okay. Everyone knows the ending. Like that's good. The Sopranos. Go to Twitter. I'm cracking myself up. That's not a good luck to laugh that hard at your own I love joke. This. But oh my god! It's good. Oh my god! That's, you're making me laugh so hard. That's over it, Banshees. <laughs> but, what? I just stopped. I stopped the book. Oh, good one, <laughs> girl. She's on brand. That was perfect. Feel it today. Oh, oh man, I'm I'm a few beats behind, but oh, you know. Fine. <laughs> I'm so ashamed that I turned the whole Texas episode into a Sopranos podcast. That's <laughs> oh god. Uh, oh oh, and uh, uh, rate, review, and subscribe mm-hmm. to us wherever you get your podcast, and please recommend us to your friends. <laughs> Absolutely, recommend us to your friends. Um, and oh, and uh, hey, Amy. Ah! Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, uh, 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 report it immediately to your general and, uh, <laughs> and hope to God he sends someone else to the mission. <laughs> yes. Uh, that literally happened. Someone literally did that. I love it. Like, good that's job. How fucking haunted it is. You can't go. Uh-huh. Mission uh-huh. aborted. Abort. Uh-huh. <laughs> Abort mission. <laughs> Hey, Tammy. Yes, Amy. If you see a ghost, just go back and hit him up style. Oh! Bada bada boom. Oh! Forget about it. Gabagool. Gabagool, y'all. Oh, thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye. future Tammy this is the part where you stopped because you lost the recording with Amy oh she went away let's try her back and Tammy is calling me back let's try her back and all right dear future Tammy get ready to go